0: Welcome back, everybody. This is our 42nd episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I'm back. So I've taken some time off this summer, but we are going to have a great year, and I'm really excited. So I want to thank so many of you who've posted on my Instagram and Facebook page or have emailed me and let me know how much these podcasts are helping you. That means the world to me. So for you that you find these podcasts helpful, I would really, really appreciate it if you just take a few minutes and give me a five-star review on iTunes. Now, the reason for this is because of the algorithms on iTunes. The more reviews that I have, um, it's going to be easy for other moms to find this podcast. So today we're going to talk about how critical it is that our teens have consistent downtime. And it's especially timely as we're about to enter the school year. So, downtime is crucial for their brain development and their mental and emotional health. Actually, downtime is a necessity for adults, also. In this busy culture, we have to fight to protect our downtime, especially in our families and homes. It's not going to happen naturally. Being proactive and intentional getting downtime in your family schedule has a huge added bonus for you. It dials down the teenage and family drama, and we're all about that. And downtime has so many positive benefits. But on the flip side, not all downtime is useful, like watching a whole series on Netflix or playing video games from morning to night. So if that's how you spend your downtime, then it becomes counterproductive. So in this episode, Both you and your teen are going to learn how to get the most out of downtime and how to avoid the pitfalls. So what do I mean by downtime? Well, downtime is a pressure-free zone. It's non-productive time. There is no competition or comparing yourself to others. There's no pressure to get anything done. There's no agenda. There's nothing hanging over your head. Downtime allows your mind to wander instead of having that focused attention. You get to relax, chill out. Downtime is restful. There are so many benefits of downtime. First, downtime allows you and your team time and mental space to let go of stress. And that's why it helps dial down the drama. So it's stress caused by friends, grades, busy schedule, lots of demands. And one proactive way to manage stress is to make sure that you have downtime in your schedule. Think of it this way. Downtime is a natural way to let go of stress. When I was growing up after school, we would get our homework done, but we would also have downtime to ride our bikes in our neighborhood. And all the kids would eventually gather at Jesse's house because he had the biggest porch. And we'd just hang out, talking, having face-to-face time, no cell phones, And until the streetlights would come on, and then we'd all go back home. Without downtime, kids will reach out for unnatural ways to decrease stress like drugs and alcohol. And in some private schools, the most popular illegal prescription drug used among teens is Xanax, a drug when legally prescribed is used to treat anxiety. And so why do teens reach for Xanax? I think we know that because they're stressed out. Another benefit of downtime is, two: downtime naturally brings out our playful nature. Downtime allows for play. Dr. Stuart Brown, a psychiatrist, founder of the National Institute of Play, has written a book called Play: How It Shapes the Brain, Opens the Imagination and Invigorates the Soul. Brown defines play like similar to downtime. He states that play is purposeless. You play for the sake of playing. Well, play may not have an intended purpose, but it has many benefits. Brown states, play is at the core of creativity and innovation. He also states that, quote, play is not an option. We have a biological need to play. And the opposite of play is not work. The opposite of play is depression. I think for moms, that's the last thing in the world we think of doing in our busy lives is playing. In fact, it often irritates us when we see anyone, including our spouses, playing. We would love to play, but that never happens because of our never-ending to-do list. We see it as a luxury, like, wouldn't that be nice? In other words, we see it as wasting time and not being productive. But play and downtime are a natural, healthy way to let off steam. It's a lot better than Xanax or other drugs or alcohol. You know, our dogs and cats know the value of play and often interrupt our schedules and invite us to play. My daughter's dog, Lily, does not like her iPhone or laptop. Lily knows that the iPhone or laptop is in the way of her getting my daughter's attention. So Lily will work really hard to get my daughter's attention. She'll jump on my daughter's bed and sit on my daughter's iPhone or sit in front of her laptop. Or she'd start licking my daughter's face to keep my daughter away from her iPhone or laptop, which I think is hilarious. Lily is a wise dog. She knows my daughter is being swallowed up with these shiny pieces of metal. So what was Lily doing by sitting on her iPhone or laptop? She was inviting my daughter to play. Eventually, my daughter would start laughing and put the phone down, and she would start running around the house playing keep away with Lily. And Lily frequently invites me to play also. When I've been writing for a while, Lily lets me know it's time to take a break by dropping a ball in front of me and then in her downward dog position will bark at me until I throw it. Lily usually wins and I end up running around the house with Lily for several minutes. And truthfully, I needed to take a break. So when I sit back down, I'm much more focused. Another benefit of downtime is three Downtime allows for creativity and innovation. Okay, this is from an article from Ferris Jabber. What if the brain requires substantial downtime to remain industrious and generate its most innovative ideas? Quote, "Idleness is not just a vacation, an indulgence or a vice. It is an indispensable to the brain as vitamin D is to the body, and deprived of it, we suffer a mental affliction as disfiguring as rickets." End of quote. Essayist Tim Crider wrote in the New York Times quote, the space and quiet that idleness provides is a necessary condition for standing back from life and seeing it whole, for making unexpected connections and waiting for the wild summer lightning strikes of inspiration. It is paradoxically necessary to get any work done, end of quote. Why giving our brains a break now and then is so important has become increasingly clear in a diverse collection of new studies investigating the habits of office workers and the daily routines of extraordinary musicians and athletes, the benefits of vacation, meditation, and time spent in parks, gardens, and other peaceful outdoor spaces, and how napping, unwinding while awake, and perhaps the mere act of blinking can sharpen the mind. Little kids are really good at using downtime for creativity and innovation, and we're more tolerant of it. I remember when I was a kid, my sister created the Easy Animal Library. She was seven years old, and she had a cardboard box, and inside it were stories written on notebook paper with a picture of an animal glued on it, and then the pages stapled together. My sister and her friend Julie would carry this box full of stories around the neighborhood, and would check out the, quote, books to the other kids. Also, the neighborhood kids would get together and put on a play in someone's backyard. And I say play very loosely. It was kind of a spontaneous, in-the-moment play. An actual theater teacher would have a heart attack at the lack of quality. But this was, was just fun, and there was no pressure My sister, when she was seven, asked Julie's parents if they could have a play at their house and said if the parents had alcohol, then the other parents would definitely come and watch. So these parents did offer alcohol and parents came. So if teens have the opportunity, they can definitely get creative in downtime, especially when their screen time is limited. They will start drawing or noodling on the guitar, write a story, start dancing around the house. And this is so healthy for our teens, especially when there's no stress or pressure or deadline related to this. They are being creative for creativity's sake. Another benefit of downtime is four. Downtime allows you to slow down. So summer can be a time that you can slow down. But when the school year starts, it's like you're running at 90 miles per hour. So think about it this way. Since you're listening to my podcast, you're probably familiar with how you can listen to the podcast at different speeds, like at 1 or 1.2, 1.5, or even two times the normal speed. During the school year, our teens and, of course, you and your entire family are probably living at about 1.5 and two times the normal speed. Our culture says that living at this speed is normal when really one is normal. When you're listening to a podcast at 1.5 or two times the speed, there are no spaces, no breaths, just a fast continuation of words. And I have tried listening at 1.2 speed and I found that it was a lot harder to listen, um, even though I was saving time. It's intense. And when we are living our lives at 1.5 or two times the normal speed, it's, it is extremely stressful and exhausting. There are no spaces, no downtime when you're living at two times the speed. One teen that I saw in my private practice was very busy her senior year, and she literally had no time to relax. And so she put post-it notes on the shower stall so she could study while she took a shower. There was no singing in the shower for her. So it's no surprise that there was a lot of conflict and fighting between that senior girl and her parents. Living at this fast speed amps up everyone's stress and depletes everyone's reserves. When you're living at two times the normal speed, it doesn't take much for the fireworks to go off. Summer often provides an opportunity to dial down the speed of life, to actually live a normal speed, like listening to this podcast on one. When you dial down the speed of your life, it opens up spaces for downtime. And towards the end of this podcast, I'll talk about how to practically do this with your teens. During the school year, you definitely need to be strategic and intentional to have periods of downtime. Another benefit of downtime is four. Downtime allows your mind to rest. Today, what has become the new normal is that our lives are highly scheduled for optimal productivity. We put our highest value on productivity. Teens are getting input all day long at school and need to have focused attention. Then they go to soccer practice, do homework, and go to bed. If we go from class to class or are being productive all day long, we have constant focused attention. The problem is that we can't sustain that focused attention 24-7 or we'll explode. Our minds need time to wander and drift off in order to process the conversations that we had earlier that day. This mind-wandering is needed for self-awareness and to be reflective so that you can process thoughts like, I don't like how my boyfriend talks to me, or I think I hurt my, f- my friend's feelings today. In other words, you need that mental breathing room to even know what the stress is about. A lot of times when I see teens in my private practice, they're living in a state of stress, but they don't even know what they're stressed about. Teens need this mental space to be able to name their feelings, to realize when someone has crossed a boundary with them so that they can come up with their own story or narrative of the day and decide what they need to do about it. When they don't have space to catch up with their day, then their story becomes very two-dimensional. You ask your teen how their day was, and you know she says or he says, everyone hates me at school, my teachers are mean. All of us need this mental breathing room to figure out when something's bothering us, to name there's a problem and to figure out solutions. You need this mind-wandering to become present to your life have time to remember good experience and access the positive feelings. This is when you can even find gratitude like, Oh my gosh, I just love my friends. Research has shown that the mind often solves tough problems while daydreaming, an experience many people have had while they're taking a shower or folding laundry, Solutions emerge from the subconscious in this way only when the distracting task is relatively simple, like when you're engaging in a routine activity that does not need much deliberate concentration, like brushing one's teeth, taking a shower, washing dishes, going for a run, or when you are in that Shavasana pose at the end of a yoga class. Epiphanies may seem to come out of nowhere, but they are often the product of mind-wandering. Daydreaming, Unconscious Mental Activity During Downtime. Teens need to let their minds rest, and if they don't have this downtime, they will unconsciously take it in an inopportune time, like during class. So instead of concentrating on what their history teacher, with that monotone voice, is saying, they find themselves daydreaming about their newest crush or what they're going to eat after school. This lack of downtime impacts moms, too. I had a client come in last week who has a very tight schedule between work and parenting and shared how she couldn't sleep. She worked in an ER in a hospital and then picked the kids up after school with not a second to breathe. When she laid her head on the pillow, her mind would start racing, and she would be up half the night processing the day. And we talked about how she could be strategic before bed so that she could catch up with her thoughts so that she wouldn't have to process them when she was going to sleep. All right, another benefit of downtime is downtime is good for the teenage and adult brain. Downtime is good for your daughter's active teenage brain. Dr. Michael Rich of Harvard Medical School and executive director of the Center on Media and Child Health in Boston has said, Downtime is to the brain is what sleep is to the body. Downtime allows your teen's brain to rest and keeps him or her from feeling overwhelmed. Like sleep, downtime helps the brain to operate at a peak efficiency by allowing it time to process all the new neural connections. Downtime allows the brain to replenish A brain that has had time to rest can naturally restore attention, motivation, and creativity. One of the reasons for this is that the teenage brain is undergoing a huge growth spurt, its second phase of blossoming and pruning. The first phase happened around the time of the terrible twos. Blossoming is an intense growth spurt that overproduces the branches at the end of the brain cell. If you use these brain cells, these neural connections will stay. Experience is what causes the neurons to fire and wire together. If you don't use them, you'll lose them, and they will wither away. The neurons that get used repeatedly by experience are wired together into the brain's electrical networks. The blossoming and pruning phase is wearing on that teenage brain. This is why your teen's very busy teenage brain needs a lot of sleep and downtime to catch up with this hyper-growth season. It needs this time to integrate all the new neural connections. When it looks like your teen is wasting time, you know, she's actually doing something very important for her brain. He's allowing these new experiences to successfully wire into the brain's electrical system. Downtime is important from turning learning into long term memories. Listen to this study from the University of Michigan. This comes out of the book The Teenage Brain by Francis E. Jensen. It's not just that sleep helps learning, even simply being in a restful state helps. At the University of Michigan, researchers asked students to perform basic cognitive tests in order to fatigue their brains. They were then assigned to take either a 50-minute walk in an arboretum or a 50-minute walk into downtown Ann Arbor. The downtown walk was mostly on a heavily trafficked street. When both groups of students were retested after their walks, the performance of those who took a walk in nature was significantly better than the performance of those who had been assigned to walk into the busiest part of town. A week later, the results held. Even though the conditions for the two groups were reversed, in other words, those who previously had been told to walk into Ann Arbor now were told to stroll through the Arboretum and vice versa, again, the group that took a restful walk through the garden outperformed the group assigned to walk into town. What the scientists determined was that the busy urban environment made more demands on the students' directed or voluntary attention, which taxes the brain. The natural setting of an arboretum, however, allowed students to rest their directed attention and let their minds wander. Downtime, whether it is a good night's sleep, a nap, or simply a few quiet moments of relaxation in the middle of the day, is important for turning learning into long-term memories. The next time you see your daughter or son being a couch potato, you can smile and know that their brain is actually being productive. Okay, so let's get practical. So I've done my best to make a case for downtime and why you need to get that in your schedule. But some of you may be thinking... My teens need to have structure because if they have downtime, they'll be on their phones the whole time or watch an entire season of Netflix or Amazon, Hulu, or whatever all night long. Plus, that's just not going to happen with football or the fall musical or soccer and AP classes, and it's his or her junior year. I mean, there's literally no time. Well, I know it's hard to find downtime, and that's why it's disappearing And our culture. First of all, downtime needs to be balanced with organization and structure. I'm not talking all downtime or all scheduled time. Think of the illustration of the margins. With notebook paper, there are margins. You don't want to write across the whole paper. You need a little white space on your paper, or it's just crowded and chaotic. So you want to create a pocket of downtime 15 minutes here, 30 minutes or 45 minutes, or an hour. When you're looking at your year, start with making sure you haven't overscheduled yourself or your kids. Say no unless it's an absolute yes. I had a mom come in last week where her kids were telling her, Mom, please don't volunteer for anything else at school. Promise. They said that because mom was so stressed out and unhappy during the year. You have to have real discernment about what activities you or your teen or your family's involved in. Does your teen really have time to be on the volleyball team at her school and play club volleyball? Again, say no unless it's an absolute yes. And you have to be strategic about downtime and the digital world. If your teen's only downtime is everything digital, they're not going to get the benefits I just described. Because video games, social media, Netflix series are designed to entice us, get us hooked. And the teens with their undeveloped brains don't have the capacity to limit their use. And you know it's hard for us too. And so this is why when college boys are not supervised and are on their own and a new video game has just come out, they'll literally play the game all weekend long with no breaks except to go to the bathroom. Teens with their undeveloped prefrontal cortex and lower brain dominant reward centers lack that self-control to control the impulse and compulsion that comes from a text, a game, that unresolved Netflix show. These digital baits pull that teen in and down like an undertow. So, what I'd say is that you need to limit the digital activity so it's not the only downtime that they have. Because they're still getting constant stimulation and that mind does not have time to rest. And the first thing that a teen is going to reach for during downtime is their phone or some a game or something like that. Your teens are going to protest and say that you're the meanest parent ever when you limit their digital time. But you're going to have to offer something else they could do with their time Like, hey, you can ride your bike, your skateboard, draw, listen to music, play your guitar, go for a walk, do an art project, and they'll say, oh, mom, actually, when you limit their digital time, they actually can figure out how to use their downtime. They'll play basketball, they'll start running around with a dog, start doodling, or rearranging their room, or fix each other's hair, try on clothes, bake cookies. In other words, they'll figure it out. And mom, yes, you need downtime too. I mean, this is not optional. You you really need it. You can't be a good mom if you don't have downtime, if you don't have any margins, if you'll have no reserves. And then one entitled comment by your child, and you're going to lose it. When you have downtime, you're more patient. You feel more grounded. I know you don't have extra time lying around. I know this is really challenging in this culture. Mom, for you to have downtime, you have to be super strategic. Again, start with the margins. Start in small increments. Take 15 minutes, even five minutes. But be careful. Moms, we can, just, we can be just as guilty as our teens when we have a little downtime. And the first thing we're going to reach for is our phones or watching an HBO episode or Facebook, Instagram, Instagram with a couple glasses of wine. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but again, you need more. You need to uh, walk your dog or, and take a walk by yourself. Take five minutes and just breathe and journal, wash the dishes and listen to music. Putter through your favorite store without time constraints. Puttering, you like that word? I mean, I actually like to putter in a grocery store. It, it can actually be relaxing for me take a really long bath or shower. Um, I'm a huge dog lover. In my daughter's teenage years, we spent such great downtime playing with the dogs and, and laughing at them. Downtime often is not even planned time. It's just space. And that space allows for laughter and joking around. I know some of you have already started school, and next week or two, everyone is going to be up and going. So I want you to take some time and be strategic and mindful about how you can incorporate downtime in the fall, and in your teen's life, in your life, and in your family's life. Just take 15 minutes and journal about some of the possibilities of how you can do that. Hey, everybody, this concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenO'Grady.com that has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack, it's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself. A free chapter from my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly easing. I always have a helpful article for you. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady, Dial Down the Drama.